This is Difference Makers. Welcome. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, the 93.9 KPDQ FM network, AM 860 The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640 The Patriot, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. I'd love to chat with you about how to introduce our audience to your church through our church service live stream directory, how to possibly qualify for hosting your own radio program. How to Become an Authority and Expand the Reach of Your Ministry or Business, both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through our Salem Surround Marketing Branch. How to Host One of Our Station's Events After the World Reopens, and it will someday. And How to Bring People to Your Church or Business at No Risk to You. And most importantly, if your pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, or a connection to others, please email me. My address is mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And speaking of pastors, we have the pastor of Calvary Longview located at 902 Ash Street. That's at Grand Street next to the Three Rivers Mall in Kelso. So welcome, Pastor Al Fredrich. How are you today, sir? Doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. I wanted to thank Candy for connecting us in the first place. And tell us how you're holding up as the lead pastor of Calvary Longview in the middle of this pandemic season where it's not nearly as easy to meet. Isn't that the truth? Uh, You know, for myself, when this thing first started, and I got to think back at March 15th was the last Sunday we met before it really, really uh, became public and really opened up and changed things in the world as we know it today. You know, personally for me, I had to, you know, I'm trying to minister to everybody else, and I was finding myself really with my head swimming. Really, what do I do? How's, how do I make, make this need or meet that need? And really the Lord set me down, Mike, and he just said, uh, you know what, you got to take care of yourself. And I sat there and just and just poured myself as, you remember, as David went through a hard time, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And so I began to do that for a few days, uh, just strengthen myself in the Lord and not worry about anything that was going on out there. Though, you know, you have to take uh, heed to it. And uh, I just strengthened myself in the Lord. So if, once I did that, I began to have peace. I began to have that joy again. I began to have you know, just direction for the church, where we need to go and what we need to do. And just uh, really, it's like a, a daily prescription. Now I go to the Lord, Lord, you know, give me my marching orders for today. And that's what it seems to be. It's walking by faith, not by sight. So for me now, and I, I get to encourage the congregation and those watching online, uh, those uh, few here in attendance on Sundays and Wednesdays, that the very same thing, look, God's still on the throne and we need to get our peace, our source of joy, our source of happiness, our source of power from Him, our source of, uh, of, of just being sane, you know, uh, having a right mind. And it's been really neat. So, yeah, th- that for me has been incredible, is just taking that time to make sure that I'm, I'm being ministered to by the Lord before I minister to everybody else's need. Well, that's important, Pastor Al. I mean, think about it. If Almighty God himself took one day out of seven to rest, who are we to think that we can work these crazy hours, never do anything for ourselves, never intentionally relax, 
and get away with it. So I'm glad that you're taking time to work on yourself as well. So have you been blessed with connections locally in the Longview Kelso area when it comes to other ministry leaders and friendships and community? You know, we have. We meet with a small group of pastors here in the Cowlitz County uh, area, and we get together maybe uh, every month and just talk and pray together, which is really cool. It's been really encouraging. And, you know, as one person leads another person, that's fine. We support that. And as the Lord is leading, you know, this church to do that, well, we're going to support that. And it's been really good to see that kind of unity taking place and, uh, you know, support for one another. So that's been, it's been really huge. I'm encouraged to hear that. So did that come over time or was it pretty easy for you to connect with others in your region? Well, you know, we've been meeting with uh, one another for maybe about a year and a half now. We wanted to do work uh, with one another, serve with one another. And one of the things that we started, and this is pastors, not everybody's from Calvary Chapel, but we started to get together. We're all like-minded we all agree in the scripture together. And so we, we began to just think, how can we help one another? How, you know, we didn't want to come up with anything new. We didn't want to reinvent the wheel, but how can I help you? How can I help you? How can you help me? And let's come together and strengthen our resources, whether it's a vacation Bible school or an outreach. Last year, we did our first sunrise service in the Northwest. How was that? And, uh, you know, with the rain that we have here, and it was wonderful how we all came together and we had a first uh, time in a long time that I've ever been up here in 18 years, a sunrise service uh, with a community of churches. And it was just fantastic. So we started off meeting together, doing things together. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, guys, how can we still continue to be supporting one another? And we've been doing that. It's been, it's been really good, really encouraging. I'm glad to hear that you and the other ministry leaders in the Longview Kelso area are so well connected, Pastor Al. And the fact that it started more than a year ago is probably no mistake. If anything, do you think that better prepared you for this pandemic era with all these closures and restrictions? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, when a pandemic of sorts hits or trouble hits, you really wonder the motives of people. You know, okay, why are we doing this now? What's going on? What do you want out of me? But we, we already had that friendship. We had that, you know, that commonality. And coming together was just like, it was so good to have that in place that uh, as we're getting together now, it was like, man, there's trust there. There's, you know, just uh, prayers for one another. And that's been really good. So, yes, having it started before Trouble Hits was a very good blessing. And I think... Each of us welcome it and and are blessed by it. Pastor Al, how have you and the other community leaders in ministry banded together to help out the locals and serve as the church, even when your doors can't fully open yet? Well, a few areas is there are some churches that will have, um, you know, the, the commitment to the community, the homelessness. Maybe we'll supply them with food or some of the uh, other essentials that they need. Um but right now, there's, there's, there's very little outreach. There seems to be very little outreach because of all the rules and regulations that people have to keep. So we are coming together and offering stuff for giveaways. We are doing a backpack outreach uh, for school supplies. We actually have a 
team going through there and stuffing backpacks for next year, uh, excuse me, next month. So uh, some of the churches are going to be involved. They're going to bring over uh, school supplies and our teams will put them together and we'll do more of a drive-in type, drive-up and bless the kids and bless their parents with backpacks and, you know, water bottles and face masks and whatever else they need to equip themselves for for um, school this year. Uh, so we're, we're, we're coming together in different areas like that. I think mo- the majority of the churches around have uh, canceled their VBSs, uh, Vacation Bible Schools, but they're they're looking at ways still to how do we reach out to the community. It's, it's a, no doubt that it's a difficult time, though. Uh, and I think with our online presence, it's it's huge. These churches, we're, we've been helping other churches get online, you know, getting their, uh, so their congregations can see their Sunday service. Um, so we've been trying to work with them, trying to give them uh, education as far as uh, media, social media, how that works, and camera works. We've donated some equipment to another church. So we just want to see the Word of God going out and the congregations being fed and nourished during a time like this. I'm so glad that you're taking time not only to spread the Word to your own congregation, but that you're helping other churches do so where they are, Pastor Al. So was Calvary Longview already equipped for things like video and live streaming before the pandemic hit? You know, we were. Um, We definitely were to some extent. Uh, but we did have to make some changes and some upgrades uh, to make sure that we had just a real quality video that we're putting out in a presentation. Uh, not to use that word as we're trying to, you know, make something that it's not. But, you know, people like clarity. There's no doubt they like quality. And we wanted to give them a good, um, just a good quality. So uh, through our Facebook and our YouTube. And it's just been, it's been tremendously just well received. We've heard testimonies of people all the way down to California, childhood friends of mine, uh, calling back, rededicating their lives to the Lord. I never, I haven't seen them since high school, but uh, so that that's been good. We've had a presence, and I think we'll continue to have a presence online as long as that you know will last. It's been a tough season for so many people, Pastor Al, but I think one of the positives about these pandemic closures is the fact that people are a lot more open to watch churches live stream videos than they used to be. It's become so incredibly common, and I have friends and relatives and neighbors and people across the country who maybe don't know the Lord quite yet. But if they hear that I've got a kid on worship team or doing production, and Mm -hmm. I kind of put the word out on my social media, and then I see their name pop up, that makes me think, wow, God, you're reaching these people in ways that we couldn't have before all these closures began. So I'm grateful for that, as awkward as it has been. There have been many churches out there, my own included, that have kind of had to learn things on the fly. So thanks to you and Calvary Longview for helping so many other churches along when it comes to helping set up cameras and live streams and things like that. So is it ever comfortable for a lead pastor to speak in front of a nearly empty room? Have you gotten accustomed to that at all? (laughs) You know, no. Uh, I'll, I'll give away a little secret and maybe some of the pastors, uh, maybe they haven't figured it out and maybe they have and they don't want me to tell it. But when there was a time where we were having zero people in the audience, just our team, we were doing live stream only, 
uh, we turned the lights off. We, we left only the stage lights on. So I didn't look <laughs> out there and I, I saw zero seats, whether they're full or empty. And, and I just uh, taught the word of God like they were overflowing, you know, because uh, yeah, it is kind of, uh, different when there's nobody there. So our, one of our, uh, guys who's in charge of our, um, technology here, he did, he, he, uh, left the lights off. He said he thought it would look better on TV. And I I'm so glad you did that, you know, because it just makes it easier for me. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm not, you know, the empty seats aren't there. I just see darkness and I just preaching the gospel to, to, uh, the darkness, the dark sanctuary at the time. Now it's a, it's, it's the same, you know, with limited seating, kind of the same, but we've turned the lights on. I've gotten kind of accustomed to it. Uh, just teach the word, and God has given me great favor in that, just to be faithful. Well, you're sounding great. Senior Pastor Al Fredrich of Calvary Chapel Longview. Check out their Facebook page and follow Calvary Chapel Longview. And if you go to their website, cclongview.com, you can even check out their various resources and how to live stream their services as well. Pastor Al, what time do these services stream on Sundays? Sunday morning, we're live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then Wednesday nights at uh, 7 p.m. And your Wednesday evening services are also streaming live, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah on Wednesday nights, and then Sunday mornings, we're taking this time out to address the letters to the seven churches in Revelation. cclongview.com is the website, and when we return... More with Calvary Longview's senior pastor, Al Fredrich, on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, and on the line we have the senior pastor of Calvary Longview, Al Fredrich. You can check them out at 902 Ash Street, which is at Grade Street next to the Three Rivers Mall in Kelso. And has Calvary Chapel Longview always been at this location, or did it move from elsewhere? No, we moved into this building about eight years ago and just absolutely love it. It's been a great location for us. So was that necessary? Were you getting too big for your previous building? No, this building just came open, and it was at the time that we were looking for a change, you know, in ministry and what what would God have for us, and it just, I was driving by it one day, and the Lord grabbed my attention, and, and I looked down at it, it used to be an old casino, and uh, the Lord said, I'm going to move you there, and uh, we ended up through about a year of praying and meeting with the uh uh, the owners and the um, uh, powers to be, you know, in the city, uh, just praying through some things. And the Lord opened the doors, Mike, and it has been fantastic. It has been wonderful here. How neat to have Calvary Longview take over the location of what used to be a casino. You got to love that, huh? <laughs> Amen to that. Now, now, people who used to come when we first moved in here, they would come in and they would say, "Hey, is this still a casino?" And the the greeters kind of had a had a kind of fun time with them. Said, uh, "No, it's not a casino, but you can come in. And you're, you know, it's you'll be sure to hear the word of God, or you know, you're not going to lose your bet here or whatever." You know, they kind of had fun with them. But 
we we got that for a while that people would come in and say, hey, "Is this still the casino?" And they're looking for breakfast. And come on in and sit down. You'll be filled. You know. So yeah, it's been good. This is great, Al. That makes your church, Calvary Longview a real-life version of that Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. movie, Robin in the Seven Hoods. Have you ever seen that? (laughs) No, I'm not familiar. Basically, they're running a gambling casino, but when the police come to bust them, they've got this routine, and they flip around all of the sets to make a church out of it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I guess that may have been a little prophecy in there, huh? There <laughs> Except you go, we don't have We don't have the things going on behind the scenes. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So tell us about your history, Senior Pastor Al Fredrich of Calvary Longview. It says in your bio that you're one of these Southern California transplants, but we'll try not to hold it against you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? I grew up in San Diego, Mike. We, uh, Born and raised San Diego, spent about a year and a half outside of San Diego as a child, and but always in California. We moved back to San Diego uh, 1963 or 64, and uh, then just lived there until I was commissioned by the Lord to uh, come up here to the Northwest. That's short, sweet, and to the point. Can you tell us about the family you were raised in? Were you church-going Christians? You know, I, I was raised in a Catholic church, a uh, Catholic family, served the Lord as an altar boy. I have a, uh, my oldest sister. So we have eight siblings. The, um, my oldest sister was a nun for many years. And, uh, you know, the, the family was, you know, we all talk about dysfunctional. And this family was dysfunctional. My mom and dad were both alcoholics. And uh, I served the Lord in the, in the church, but I didn't know Jesus. And I walked away, you know, for many years, about uh, 14 years. And I got into, you know, really drugs and alcohol and just everything that you can imagine and some things you don't want to imagine. And I uh, wasn't until um, I attended a men's conference down in 1989 from Calvary Chapel in Anaheim. Uh, that they put together, and I received the Lord on that day, December ninth, nineteen eighty nine. What a beautiful day! Calvary Chapel, California. Was that one of those Greg Laurie Harvest Fest things, or was that a different conference? No, that was the conference that Pastor Chuck used to put together out of Costa Mesa, and Pastor Chuck Smith invited all the men from Southern California, and they had all the speakers there, and I, I believe it was the first one they had. And, uh, you know, we all would all gather together. And I remember coming home. I, I had moved in with my brother. My wife and I had been separated for about a year, or about six months. Uh, she was from the Vancouver, Washington area, and I'm from San Diego. So we were separated. We moved back together. We were living with my brother and his family who recently gotten saved. I was coming home from work one day, and I heard Pastor Chuck on the radio. He said, uh, you know, I'm trying to clean myself up from drugs and alcohol. And, and he said, you know, if you're trying to clean yourself up, that's God's business. He has the power to do that. You don't have the power. And so I I went home and I told my brother, I said, hey, you're going to go to that conference. He said, yeah. I go, I want to go. But before I go, I want to need a Bible. Let's go buy me a, I need a Bible. Let's buy a Bible. So we went to the Bible store, Christian bookstore, got a Bible, went to the conference, got saved, and the rest is history. That was, uh, you know, 30, 30 years ago, just over 30 years ago. Well, that's wonderful, Pastor Al. So how on earth did a San Diego boy meet a Vancouver, Washington girl? (laughs) 
Well, we met uh, in San Diego. She had moved down there uh, and was looking for sunshine. And, uh, you know, we met at a softball tournament. I used to play a lot of softball down there. And from pretty much from day one, just fell in love. We lived with one another in sin, and our lives weren't really uh, directly, uh, we weren't walking with the Lord, I should say. So we met, and then, then after four years of just kind of myself, being into myself, I was definitely a selfish person, prideful person, and uh, the Lord had to deal with me. And, you know, since then, we just celebrated 35 years. It's been wonderful. God's been great. And uh, two two wonderful children, biologically, and one one adopted. So we're doing wonderful. Well, congratulations to you and Elaine. So when did she come to faith? I'm curious. So I got saved on that Saturday, and uh, we went to church on Sunday. We were, we were going to church occasionally. She would go more than I would before I was saved. And she would go with my brother and his wife, and uh, who was a pastor at Calvary Chapel in Orange Park, Florida. And uh, we would, you know, we were just hanging out. And and uh, the Sunday she went to church. I got saved Saturday. We all went to church Sunday. Wednesday, the following Wednesday, we were attending a, a Bible study the midweek at Horizon Christian Fellowship, and the altar call was given, and she went forward, and it was been wonderful. She got saved four days after I did, made that profession, you know, of Christ. And and it's just been fantastic since then. Okay, so you meet playing softball because of your brother, the pastor, who encouraged you to go to this men's conference. You came to know the Lord. Your wife, who had gone to church from time to time, also came to the Lord. So what were you doing at this point when it comes to career, and how did you end up going into the ministry? Well, at that time in 1989, my brother had only been saved for about a year prior to us getting saved, and he wasn't a pastor yet. But uh, he was was in construction, and so was I. I was in the uh, labor's union. He was a a carpenter. And when he got saved by listening to the radio through Pastor Chuck, and that's how he kind of uh, would share with me, hey, Al, you need Jesus. It's not about how we were growing up as a kid. You know, it's not about this religion. It's about a relationship with the Lord. And so um, we kind of, you know, when, when I when I heard that, it's kind of startled me. And, and after time, the Holy Spirit was working on me. But uh, so when we moved, we got saved. Now, this is what a young Christian does. And I encourage him to do this. You would do it when you're young, because otherwise we have a tendency to get in this mold of being a professional Christian. So uh, let me say this. Four weeks, within four weeks of knowing the Lord, I asked the Lord, he saved me. I said, Lord, wherever you will send me, I will go. You saved my life. I owe it all to you. And I heard him say, you know, go to the Northwest. Now, this is two weeks old in the Lord. And i having this conversation with the Lord. I said, wow, this is neat. I could talk to the Lord. I can just talk to him. I don't need anybody to go between us. And I, I told the Lord, I'll never forget this, Mike. I said, Lord, I will go wherever you want me to go, but I don't have that money. I don't, you know, I, I just, you know, got a good job. I was a union laborer. And uh, within two more weeks, so four weeks total of coming to know the Lord, my wife received a $14,000 check in the mail from an old retirement fund that she knew nothing about. So we moved up here from San Diego March 12th, four months after coming to Jesus, March 12th, uh, 1990. 
And my brother, six months after that, moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And then from Atlanta, Georgia, was doing a Bible study every week down in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So he was driving 500 miles a, a weekend one way for a Bible study. And uh, he ended up moving down there. He started this church. I began to grow in the Lord up here. I began to serve. I became a uh, board member, elder, assistant pastor, and then uh, finally was sent out to plant this church after many years of studying and, and serving the Lord out of Calvary Chapel, Vancouver. That's fantastic. What a story. For someone who grew up in the church like myself, I have a holy envy mm. about your experience because just weeks into your salvation, coming to know the Lord, you said, here mm. I am, Lord, send me. And he mm. did. And he opened mm. the doors and you jumped through them. Yeah. How many people growing up in our country in a comfortable church environment would have the gumption or the guts to do that? I love your story. Well, thank you, Mike. I mean, it is it is neat, but we, you know, as you know, and, and I think we all know that we don't want to live on yesterday's manna. We don't want to live on what God did yesterday. So the important thing is to keep it alive. Lord, I'm asking him today even, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Because I want to hear from you today, like I did when I was a brand new Christian. I want to have that faith. We, we just taught through the... Uh, Church of Ephesus in uh, Revelation chapter 2, and they had done everything right, but they left their first love. And I was telling the congregation, I said, this is a church that I am afraid to become because I can do everything well. I can be that professional Christian, in a sense, but I'm not hearing and I'm not responding to the Holy Spirit because I'm doing it in the wrong motives. And so I, I even today, like I said, I don't want to become that professional Christian uh, you know, I want to be sensitive to God leading me today with that which you'd have me do. And and I tell our, our church and our leadership here at the church, guys, we got to take steps of faith. And it's okay if we're wrong. The, the, the main thing is, is that we're moving forward and we want to make sure we're trying. You know, we're leaping out. We're still going after the gusto. That way God can be glorified. If it's something that we put together, oftentimes we receive the glory here. You know, people look at man, but I do. I want it. I want it to be Holy Spirit that saved me. Holy Spirit today leading me, still. And my children, Mike. Uh, I have a wonderful son in in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, he's the associate pastor at Calvary Chapel Southeast Portland, and wonderful. And and my daughter serves up here, and her husband with us. So, uh, you know, two families of kids and grandkids. But I encourage them to do the same. It's like, you guys, you know, you don't have to have my testimony to be real, to make it real. And, you know, all of this stuff, you, you know, Jesus is real. You've got to walk it out and let God be everything to you that he wants to be. And let him be powerful. Let him be, you know, so excited that you're just like, oh, God, I'm on long for the ride, you know, <laughs> and let him do everything he wants to do in your life. So. They've been, they were raised in the church. Thank God for that. They were raised as, my son was a brand new baby when, when I came to the Lord. My daughter was uh, about three and a half. And, um, you know, just, they were raised in the Lord. They're doing wonderfully. They're so blessed for them. But, I, you know, I want to encourage them as well to, if you're raised in the church, you make that faith your own. And you walk it out with Christ. And you be, let him be real and powerful and living and 
you know, every day in your life. And, and you know, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for what they're doing and what God's doing in their lives as well. I love how you've raised your kids in the church and how they're actively walking with the Lord. In fact, Calvary Chapel Southeast is literally around the corner from our studios. I wonder if your son's <laughs> one of those who came over and dropped off donuts at our office one day. He may have. <laughs> <laughs> he may have. He's got a wonderful heart, you know. He's great. <laughs> We're speaking with senior pastor Al Fredrich of Calvary Chapel Longview. They stream their services Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Check out the website, cclongview.com, and make sure to follow Calvary Chapel Longview on Facebook. When you return, more with Pastor Al Fredrich right here on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee with Al Fredrich, who serves as the senior pastor of Calvary Longview. Their location is actually an old casino on Ash Street at Grade Street by the Three Rivers Mall in Kelso, Washington. And if you follow them on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Longview or go to their website, cclongview.com, you can find out more information about Pastor Al, their entire church body, and activities that are streaming online, including Wednesday night services at 7 and Sunday morning services at 9 and 11. And Al, I love your trick about doing the video as a pastor in front of an empty congregation to have your people lay the lights so low that you can't see if anyone would have sat there anyway, and it just kind of frees your mind to do your thing. You know, that's true. I think of if anything good has come out of 2020 so far, that was one of the small uh, things that just really uh, blessed me. And I go, I was so thankful for the guy. He goes, what are you thankful for? I said, the lights were off. And he said, what do you mean the lights were off? I said, yeah, it just makes it more comfortable. But yeah, it was great. I'd have to say the most impressive thing that you've told me thus far is that Jesus needs to be our first love daily. And we need mm. to intentionally not rest on our laurels. Mm. Working with a lot of churches and ministries over the years, I think to myself, if the reason for doing an activity or hosting a program is because that's the way we've always done it, then maybe we need to recheck our motives. And I suspect with you at the helm of Calvary Longview that you're constantly evaluating and re-evaluating what you're doing and why. So do you think it's been easier on the younger members of your church than it has on the older ones? With the pandemic and closures, the inability to meet in person as freely as we used to. In fact, I get a kick out of some Portland area churches that not only live stream and podcast, but for some of their older members, they call up their landlines and play these services over the phone because some of these people just aren't wired in yet. Right. Wow. That's that's wonderful. That's a shepherd's heart, you know, just to do that. You know, um, I think our younger people, um, they got by with a while, you know, for a little while, and they thought it was just summertime. But then it all set in to where people were watching online, and there became, and this is, I think, all ages, um, maybe the elderly or the older congregation, they, they're a little more comfortable with this, but 
they were tired. They're tired of watching it online. They need the 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 fellowship, just the camaraderie. They want to see your face. They want to know that you're okay. They you know see my face on TV or on YouTube, but they want to see one another, even if it's a couple of you, you know, within the body of Christ. And they want to see one another, and they want to say, uh, "Hi, how are you doing?" Now we stay away from you know all of this. Um, you know, we're still social distancing, but it's it's wonderful to see that. I see your face. Oh, I'm so glad because, you know, Facebook is all likes or it's comments or this and that. Um, but to see somebody's face, so I think, you know, so a lot of the people we get reports from is that they're tired of not having church. Matter of fact, since we've opened up, we've had uh, open, we have other rooms here that we can uh, put our, uh, you know, service on, two other rooms that can hold people. And once our sanctuary fills up, we can put them in the other rooms. But, you know, they're coming because their church isn't open yet. They'll be going back to the church, but they're not open yet. And, um, you know, it's hard on everybody. It's uh, The age group doesn't really matter. We're meant to be together. The, the Word of the Lord tells us that we should be together, fellowshipping together. Uh, and we're not to forsake the fellowship of the brethren. So though this kind of took us all by surprise, I think it was quite interesting the way that it it happened but um you know we, so we have to navigate through that and uh there's a pastor that i know he's very good at what he says and he says you know what we're all just rookies at this and so we have to get along our governors are rookies our presidents are rookies and us we pastors are rookies at this as well so everybody's going through a hard time but we got to that's where i think the the word of god is so important to point him to jesus and keep pointing them to Jesus because though, you know, the world out there, everything has its say and has its division, has its maybe hatred or animosity or whatever it might be, that Jesus Christ brings peace in the midst of the storm. And whether you're saved or unsaved, especially the saved, they, they know that. And, they, and they, that's what they need to be reassured. That's why fellowship is so important. But for those of the, that haven't been saved, or they walked away, they're living in turmoil right now, or they're living in darkness, they can't see. But they don't understand until they hear, like you had mentioned earlier, that they're listening to our podcast or our um, you know, YouTube, one of our services, and they're starting to tune in because even the world wants answers. And so they're 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 listening and they're tuned in and they're like, okay, I, I'm getting this now. So they're they're having Jesus being presented to them. So we need to have Christ who brings peace in the midst of the storm, and in that we can fully fully trust Him, no matter what we've done, no matter you know in our past how bad we've been. He will allow all to come to Him and and forgive us of our sins and. We walk together in unity, which I think is wonderful. My wife has this expression that I've come to like, and I don't know where she got it from, but she said, there's no grandchildren in heaven. Right. And the point of that statement is individuals come to the Lord and they become children of God. Yeah. And I love the mindset that most of the Calvary Chapel churches I've encountered have held, which has been expository preaching. Do you say expository or expositional? Is there a difference? I say teach through the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So are you also in the Calvary Chapel model of book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse? 
Yeah, yeah, we'll go through, like right now, I did take a segment out and felt led of the Lord to teach on the church, the letters to the churches, now, currently, on Sunday morning. Wednesday nights were in the Old Testament, currently going through Jeremiah. But after Jeremiah, I may not go to the next book, or you know, follow it like that. I'll take a book at a time. The New Testament, I'm going through it cover to cover, this time. Hasn't been like that in the past, it's book by book, though. Yeah. Well, we're going to try to get them to watch you online Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 and Wednesday evenings at 7, among other places, at the website cclongview.com. That's cclongview.com. But give me your elevator pitch, Pastor Al Fredrich, Senior Pastor of Calvary Longview. If I just bumped into you at a socially safe distance in a parking lot or a bus or something along those lines— and I asked you about your church. What would you tell me? You know, it, it's pretty simple. Is that, you know, if you want to know Christ, you're going to know Him through His Word. And if you're if you're wanting to draw close to Him, it's going to be done in His Word. And as a pastor, I'm going to be as faithful as I can. I'm not God's gift. I don't think to, you know, teaching or preaching or counseling. But I'm going to be as faithful as I can to teach the Word of God the best I can to the people of God by the power of God. And, and, I, and I want to feed the sheep because I, I will tell people, Mike, and I'll remind them over and over again, you belong to Jesus. And so you're going to be hopefully taken care of like you belong to Jesus. Not like you belong to me because I don't own you. I didn't buy you. Jesus shed his blood for you. So we want to make sure that what we're doing, if you come to our church, I want you to know, you're going to, you're going to be in the Word, bring your Bibles. You know, some of the people, we used to give out Bibles pre-COVID. You know, hey, you need a Bible, raise your hand. Well, we don't do that anymore. But I, I want to encourage people, bring your Bibles, because some of the people that are coming, they're not bringing their Bibles. They may be used to that in some places. But you're going, you need to be in the Word so that you can receive the full counsel, so that you'll grow and get to know who Jesus is. So yeah, absolutely. Just I, I encourage people. I, you know, why does your church stand out? They ask me. Why does your church stand stand out or apart from others? I said it doesn't. We're just we just simply teach the word simply, and that's what's important. You'll know Jesus. You'll get to know him more, uh, more and more, and that's who you want to know. You don't want to know me. I mean, you know, in reality, you want to know who Jesus is and what he's done for you. And uh, I try and get people, you know, not to look at me in the sense of a pastor is going to save me. And I know pastors have their responsibilities and all this. But, uh, you know, I really want them to look to Jesus. That's important. Perhaps now more than ever, when you think about not only the coronavirus pandemic closures, but also about the racial unrest that we're seeing in our country right now. So how are things looking in the Kelso Longview area? You know, they're, they're, they're looking good here. I mean, as far as, you know, we haven't seen much of a um, rioting or anything like that. But I, I grew up in a multicultural family and as far as my friendships, my childhood, um, and, and all of that. And, my, and even in my family, we have adopted grandchildren uh, of culture, you know, and of color. And man, I, all I do is, is I, I could settle this really quick. And it's right here. 
Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, and, and he and he said that for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and broken down the middle wall of separation. He has made peace. Jesus can give us peace. He himself is our peace. And when we are born again, when we come together and we see each other, you know, I often say, God didn't die for skin, he died for sin. And so, black or yellow, white or green, we are all in need of Christ, right? So we haven't seen it up here as much as we have, um, Mike, but um, we have seen it. But I just encourage people, look at If you're looking at skin, you're looking at the wrong thing. You know, we need to look at sin. We need to look at the Savior, the one who can save save us from our sin. So although it's a time of unrest, it's because, in my opinion, a lot of this comes because we have dismissed God, removed him from, you know, the schools years ago, and we're kind of trying to silence the church. We're trying to silence the word of God from going out. We're... we're uh, some cases, pastors will be called a hater because they're teaching the word, you know, accurately. But we're not preaching at people. I'm always teaching people. And that then comes through the Holy Spirit to convict. That's his responsibility. I always tell people, you know what, I, I, it's not my responsibility to get you saved or to change you. I don't get a commission in heaven for any of that. I leave that to the Holy Spirit. And so... We want to just teach them the word and allow God to minister to their hearts. But uh, we can do, do away with all this racial uh, stuff in the planet if we would remember that that we are the two have become one. So if we want to do away with racial uh, tension in the world, let's get Jesus back out there. And let's, let's, let's promote the gospel. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's promote it and let's be... Uh, uh, eager to hear what he has to say because he's the one that can make two one. Without God, there's no hope. Without Christ, you know, who brought us who were afar off into that relationship with him by the blood that he shed, incredible. So when I look at uh, the differences that are out there, and we love what, what Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 says, but we've really got to admire what the rest of it says, 11 through the end of the chapter because it talks about the difference of people coming together and making one person, one family under one Lord and one Savior. So, yeah, I I try not and concentrate too much on that, Michael. The the um, racial things that are out there, although I address it once again through the Word and say, if people want to have peace, come to the King of Peace. Come to the Prince of Peace. Come to Jesus. And as the church, let's do our part when it comes to living peaceably with all people as far as it is in our power to do so. Yeah. I loved what you shared with us today. Senior Pastor Al Fredrich of Calvary Longview. And would you like to send a shout out to anyone? You know, uh, I'll say this. I think... uh, let me let me let me do a, maybe a different difference of a shout out. I want to send a shout out to all those who may have walked away from Jesus, and I do that. And I want to encourage them. The time is drawing near. Come back to Jesus. You may have been hurt in the church. You may have been hurt somewhere by somebody, but in God, there's forgiveness. 
in God there's peace. In God there's healing. Don't ever forget that. Come back quickly to Jesus. And uh, if that's a proper shout out, that's where it is. I, I, I give many, you know, I can give accolades to men and say, hey, I love this guy, I love that guy, I love this guy. But man, oh man, I love Jesus. Thank you so much, Al Fredrich, the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Longview. Check out the website, cclongview.com. That's cclongview.com. And follow Calvary Chapel Longview on Facebook. If you do go to the website, their live stream services are Sunday mornings at 9 and 11, and also Wednesday nights at 7. So thank you so much, Pastor Al. Thank you, Mike, for having me. It's been great. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Difference Makers.